go. We're what? <laughs> I'm watching the Listen Kiddo TikTok. Why are we watching? I mean, I've seen this. It's really good. Yeah. It's good to be reminded of what it was. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Patch Notes. I just sent John mm. the uh, Listen Up Kiddo video. Uh, that apparent it's been taken off TikTok, um, not not because of like the person breaking the terms of service, but because I think she just wanted people to stop uh, uh, bullying her. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know I understand, uh, but it is a very funny video. It is. Um, John, hi. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. I'm great. Um, yeah. All right. That was that was a meme. Uh, she Probably makes a lot of great faces. After watching that, um, um, she makes a lot of faces. That yeah, she really does. If if she was slight like far be it for me to praise where are you going for this, <laughs> but if she was slightly less good at the psychotic smile stuff, she wouldn't be a meme right now. Like, no, no, she definitely really not. Turned on the, you know, on that stuff on the, uh, um. Yeah. I want to I want to get through this without referencing the Joker, but she's okay. like the Joker. I mean, brunch. she did though. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, hello, John. Um, hello, Trev. We, we are in we are in uh, year twenty five of the Biden presidency, mm-hmm. um, and neither of us voted for a fucking fascist. Yeah. Um, how are how 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 are video games doing at this point? I'm sure very well. Um, looks like we have some some news and views about them. Yeah, the like the re- it's it's old hat to talk about the release calendar. Calendar is really light right now. Like yeah, that that Outriders game is getting like multiple weeks of press, and that shit is like the Technomancer or yeah, you know, it's like it's like a two thousand six yeah. to two thousand eight B game. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem that good. I mean, people seem to be enjoying it, but like, it doesn't seem to be something that we. Yeah. Like, it's not a. It's not appointment television. It seems like the people who put it together knew what they were putting together, except for the plot people. The people who did the story and the voice acting uh, appear very, very bad at their jobs. Mm. But uh, well, the people who like did like the more. design, the the um, you know, the world. Not the world building, but the you know the the scaffolding of this open world. You know, go to location, do a raid, get out, look at your Diablo loot, all of that stuff. And then you've got you know your scale your scaling uh, Diablo three type difficulty slider that you know allows you to uh, jack up the difficulty so you get the sick drops. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. You know, you know the gameplay people look like they knew what they were doing, but what they were doing was a B game. From like around the time Gears Three came out, uh, um, which is to say that I might actually check it out if I had Games Pass uh, and wasn't being asked to buy it for sixty dollars. Yeah, well, I mean, fair enough. I guess like I guess the it, it's just been weird, right? Because mm-hmm. like obviously we expected this from COVID, and, and you know with COVID still happening, despite everyone. Uh, being vaccinated and and or not everybody, but people becoming vaccinated and people feeling optimistic, um, you know we're still in the middle of the pandemic. But like, boy, it's it like, just I, it, it feels like we're never going to get new games. Yeah, well, I mean, there's also the national security reason why too. The, the Go ahead. Shortage, well, the shortage of uh, conductors and 
the minute electronics that it takes to run, you know, a PS5 or the guidance system of a fighter jet because uh, the same yes, electronics. I mean, and that whole shitstorm hasn't really resolved itself. It's not like there's more Xbox Series Xs or PS5s available, um, at least titrated out in, you know, larger numbers than there were a month ago. Um, so, you know, we're looking at all the, all the, uh, all right, let me look at the release schedule. Video games releasing in 2021. Uh, this comes courtesy of Game Informer. Let me see when the, I assume, yeah, it's, it was updated, uh, a week or two ago. Um, so what are we looking at for the rest of the month? I'm really excited to find out. MLB The Show looks like the biggest... Um, All right, well, that's a legit release, at least. Yeah, and th this is the MLB The Show that's going... Um, starting Also starting out on Game Pass with Xbox. This is an interesting topic, actually. The um, Even though I forgot to put it on our, on our show notes. Uh, it seems like MLB just wants to fuck over Sony. Like, that seems to be what's going on here. Like, not only have they blown up the exclusivity, they've blown up the exclusivity in a way that people that aren't Sony users or, or aren't that aren't in the walled garden of the PS5 ecosystem can just buy games pass and play it for free which they will cuz it's $10 yeah. a month like that's going to be the way they do it as opposed to you know going about getting this on like a a, a PlayStation disc yeah. like like no one's going to or downloading it or whatever but like no one's going to no one's going to give them that choice if they have an Xbox or if they have a PC that can play. Like, they're mm -hmm. just going to look at it and be like, all right, listen. Like, I, there is nothing making me want to play this as a PS5 exclusive. It's going to crash and burn on the PS5. Yeah. Uh, and th this is, like, made by PlayStation Studios. Like, the actual studio they call PlayStation Studios. It, you know, this was, once upon a time, this was, like, a crown jewel in Sony uh, exclusivity. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, it was like the baseball game. It is the baseball. I suppose. Right. Yeah, I was going to say. There's also so. RBI baseball, but MLB. That is not the baseball. No, game. no, it's not. Oh, <laughs> God, that game is bad. Please um, do not mention RBI baseball in my presence. I mean, so, the, the remake. The, the, the old yeah, one's the, fun. The, the one. NES one of the other, the Neo Geo. Well, no, that's Baseball Stars. Excuse me, but go ahead. Sorry. Um, so, other than that, will be the show, uh, the near. I think this is the near remake. Near replica. Yeah, that's blah, coming blah, out. Blah, blah, blah. That'll be fun. I'll play that. And um, unless you like the new Pokemon Snap, I mean Tilly will. Uh, um, May May has Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil Eight. Is that? Um, oh, that's coming in May. Okay. Um, that's cool. This has been pushed. I don't think it's been pushed. I would have no. We would have known. I would have seen something. There would have been some so sort of like people they would have done it, about it. Yeah, they would have done a thing where it's like. Um, Sorry, everyone. Our extremely tall lady, who you're all horny yeah. for, pushed the game uh, over a cliff because she's so strong and tall. Um, then you, we got the rest of the for the rest of the month. This remake stuff. It's you know Mass Effect Legendary Edition on the 14th, which looks not great. Yeah, I gotta say, <laughs> pretty. I mean, pretty I, pretty rough to watch like the the preview for it. I'm um, fine say. with it unifying the titles. I'm used to its yeah. dumb to the dumb bullshit that comes with playing Mass Effect. So, um, and then there's uh, <laughs> the PC version of Days Gone. Ah, well, yeah. I mean, maybe that'll. I've, I 
I have heard people taking sort of a, a, a different stance on Days Gone that it was interesting. Uh, uh, friend of the show, uh, Doc Squiddy, who also made the the wonderful game, uh, which uh, Liv and I will be covering, Adios, um, uh, is is like has some interesting shooter takes, and one of his shooter takes that he has is that it's not a shooter take, I guess it's more of like a mainstream game take, but like is that Days Gone was was not not a bad game. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I know it got horrible press when it came out, so yeah. I didn't really pay much attention to it. But I mean, from the from the hour I saw it, because all I did was I watched the the um, the giant bomb quick look naturally. Um, it looked like a very unpleasant game. Uh, it sort of looked like it was trying to do a bunch of the stuff that. Uh, what's that? What's that game called? The uh, the zombie game, where you sort of run around the map and assemble a base. It's like a uh, dying light. No, it's what? <laughs> I don't think it's dying light because that's first person, right? I'm talking about a third person it is. game. Uh, Dead Island. No. Uh, uh, Death Grips. No. Uh, just kidding on that one. Third person. Uh, is it the one in the mall? No, that's that's Dead Rising. Um, okay. State of Decay. State of oh, Decay is what I'm State talking about. Oh, State of Decay. Sure. Um, so it looked like a shittier version of that with uh, really, really obviously influenced uh, World War Z. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it came. It was debuted around the time that movie came out. I oh, say. is that right? Wow. Like the first time. Yeah, the war. All right. No, not not. All right, it wasn't that old, but I want to say World War Z movie was 2013. I want to say we saw the first that E3 Days Gone trailer, 2016. So it was three years later. We got the trailer, which was and it was fairly iconic. You know, it, it defined the game for the next four years, where it was our biker dude because it was obviously World War Z plus like Sons of Anarchy because that was big at the time too. Uh, the it still is. Stuff. It's a classic show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was that that uh, that sequence where the biker, your your biker hero, gets in a fight with a bunch of other people, and then just like a tidal wave of zombies like hits the set piece, and right. like they're they're flying through the barn and they're coming after you. You have to cl- you have to literally climb up to the top of the building because there's so many zombies. They form like a a, a you know a literal wave, like an ocean, not just a literal wave. And they say the classic line, a tidal wave of zombies has yeah. hit the second tower. Yes. Um, um, they all say that, that at once, actually. It's very weird. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, yeah, so, and, 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 like, from what I saw, the rest of the like, obviously you've got your set piece moments, you've got the rest of the game. Uh, but from what I saw of what they were playing, you know, it was just pick off a zombie here, pick off a zombie there. Um, it, it, it sort of seemed like they stepped away from trying to compete with uh, The Last of Us, which is what everybody thought they were doing when that 2016 trailer came out. Sure, yeah, it was going to be yeah, it was going to be the next serious zombie game, right? Yeah, and, and turned into this, like, pulpy, open-world-ish you know, thing that you know, sort of had the Walking Dead's politics. I mean, I gotta say, like, I don't, like I don't I don't love the, I mean, like, none of that sounds particularly appealing to me. No. Uh, you know, for, for, forgiveness please, Doc. I'm you know the the, the yeah, all I'm I saying say, I I think that he might have a a very good point about like we we're saying with Outriders about the systems the gameplay systems and the uh, the loop of what yeah. you're doing in that game. But oh sure, it might be really fun to play. 
I would like, be very skeptical if that was if that loop was worth sitting through the story content. Very reasonable. Yeah, I. Uh, it, it sounds like it sounds. It just sounds awful. Um, I don't like. I don't like thinking about zombies anymore. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think of a good Mel Brooks joke, and I can't. But uh, you know, like I wanted to make one about Carl Reiner, but that only works when Mel Brooks himself is doing it, because Carl Reiner is a treasure. Um, or was a treasure uh, before he passed away, but um, yeah, um, no man, this that that yeah, I'm not looking forward to the PC release. I'll I'll, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I'll wait and see. Like, we're there's a there's a good chance we might be in a situation where there's nothing else for me to do but hop into Days Gone. Um, there has to be something else. Well, for me to re- do. I don't I don't want to replay Mass Effect yet. Like there's there's no there's no more mileage in me replaying Mass Effect. I can't review it for a, for a site or anything. Uh, it's, I replayed it recently. So Goonhammer will not publish this for you. Yeah. Um, you know, Days Gone. Yeah, that's a that's it's it's at least not well, it is a re-release, but at least it's not like a remake, like remaster type situation. I guess. I mean, <sighs> there are a million like other games you can play. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like. Feels like we have a pretty serious uh, genre here in in terms of at least output. Yeah, that you never have to play Days Gone if you don't want to. Oh, uh, right. And then in June, the Final Fantasy VII remake re-release drops. Jesus, it's the no, uh, no, the it, PS5 it's version. The, it's the yeah. sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, oh no. Okay, you're right. But they are doing a sequel soon. Yeah, the, I don't think the, the second the second bit. Yeah, have they actually announced anything about that? I don't know. I don't think they have. Um, I tend not to even care about official announcements. They they turn up. They turn out to be about as believable as just someone saying it on a blog anymore. Yeah. Um, in terms of timelines. And other than that, um, there's a new Ratchet and Clank coming. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that's are... PS5 only. That's one of the that was supposed to be one of the launch titles that they've just sort of pushed back and pushed back because they were hoping for circumstances to change and circumstances haven't changed. No, um, no, 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 no. So yeah, if you've got a PS5, if you were somehow able to get a PS5, there's that. Um, so yeah, video games looking a bit thin and threadbare for the next couple months. Um, and. Sucks. That's for, okay. Yeah, that's the yeah. That's the least usual. Now we do have um, one tangentially video game related. They're, they make video games. These guys, uh, but it's it's a following up from a previous news story. Uh, do you remember the rare Goku's? Yeah, I do remember the rare Goku's. Were rare, they found? They were found. They are found oh. and they are safe. Oh, thank God. Um, there were a bunch of rare Goku. Uh, let's see. What was when was it? Everyone Late knows. No year. one forgot this story. It was so important. Yeah. Um, right, go ahead. Sorry. So the, the 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 cargo got jettisoned overboard, and um, they were able to find the cargo container and locate the stuff within, and it wasn't damaged, which wow. makes me think that maybe it just got like lost in the stack somewhere and wasn't actually thrown over. It, it, the the real story is probably a lot less interesting if things didn't get destroyed. I mean, um, it would be pretty cool if it was like underwater and like just somehow via the magic of Goku, it uh, it survived. Yeah. Oh, all right. So what looks like it happened is it did roll over and uh, rolled, like a, a ship rolled, um, 
and lost several containers, but the Gokus were not among those containers. Oh, thank God. So it was just, it was, it was the, it was the, you know, we, you know, your, your husband is dead, but it turns out he's not like a real Don Draper moment. Yeah. And it didn't, unfortunately. Spoilers for the first season of Mad Men. Uh, unfortunately, this was not a situation where the heroic Gokus like were blocking all of world trade, like with um, that, <laughs> that giant boat from our last boat-related meme. Yeah, um, I love that guy. But it's good to know that the rare Gokus are safe and sound. Um, yes, that's like our only good news this time around. I mean, look, uh, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're arguing that it's not good news that the rare Gokus were found, then I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. You don't have, you don't have sort of a, a sense of importance uh, to your life that uh, aligns with my own, uh, which is the only way you can listen to this podcast. Um, yeah, no, 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 that, that's good. I'm glad about that. Um, you know what else I'm glad about? Mm. I'm glad that Epic has so much money. Yep, there were two big Epic store uh, games, Epic Games news pieces this week. One of which involved the Epic Game Store, uh, and they sort of came out at the same time. Probably involved the same basic, like they the former probably piggybacked off the latter because you need sure. to show investors your financials and everything. Uh, but the big the big news was that uh, Epic just did another round of financing. Um. I don't know why Epic needs to do like get investor capital, but you know, yeah, don't they just is, like print money at this they point? They do. Can't they? Can't they just introduce a new skin and get a billion dollars? Yeah, but you know, capital has nowhere to go right now uh, well, because it won't go to anywhere useful, and it has to go to somewhere speculative. Uh, so what it's doing is uh, it's uh, funding the Epic Metaverse, which mm. just sounds like brand. Like it sounds like some someone in their marketing department. Um, realized that uh, the VC uh, dumbasses just wanted to hear a new word for brand because that's what a metaverse is. It is your product and its associated subproducts. Yeah, it, it really sucks. Like, I don't – man, I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like – I feel like the problem with this whole thing, right? Like, the problem with um, – the problem with the metaverse is, in fact, that, like – the initial idea of one sounded cool, right? Where you're just like, oh, this is like, you know, if you're thinking about like 1995 and someone's like, let's do the Marvel metaverse or like, oh, cool. Like the Final Fantasy metaverse, like we're going to get all the cool stuff from Final Fantasies, you know, like one through six in one place. Like that sounds cool to someone who like hasn't seen what a metaverse does before or like is, you know, six. But we've all seen what metaverses look like now. Like we've all seen like, you know, we all remember the, the, you know, the dark, whatever, the dark verse or the dark the universe. Dark, the, uh, the, yeah. the Universal Monsters cinematic universe. Yeah, like, we all remember how this works, right? And, like, no one, it's never good. It's never enjoyable. The best that happens is you watch, you know, 40 hours of uh, movies just to, at, at one point, feel a slight, you know, buzz of happiness when you see everyone on the screen. Yeah. I mean, and, like... Did anyone really want a connected – it's not even like a storytelling universe. It's like they're connecting Fortnite, Rocket League, and Fall Guys, but they're doing Ugh. it with like social browser stuff. Like here, all right, here's, here's the full quote. Here's the money quote from Sweeney. Uh, I think he's, he's the – is he the – yes, the, he is the uh, – he is Epic Tim. 
uh, Tim Sweeney. I don't we, appreciate that. We are grateful to our new and existing investors who support our vision for Epic and the Metaverse, Sweeney said. Their investment will help accelerate our work around building connected social experiences in Fortnite, Rocket League, and Fall Guys, while empowering game developers and creators with Unreal Engine, Epic Online Services, and the Epic Game Store. That just sounds like the shit they were already doing. Yeah, exactly. Like, that is... I don't know. Like, that's, like, isn't isn't the whole point about Epic, like, the entire thing is that, like, you just get to have um, all the things in one place and they just get, make you a lot of money? Like, isn't that the point of, like, getting Horizon Zero Dawn and then putting uh, Aloy in uh, Fortnite as a skin? Like, it's just all the money in one place. Yeah. And what's really funny is that until, like, a month or two ago... The Epic Game Store didn't have a social uh, sec- section. Didn't have it's even the basic good. rudiments. Like, yeah, I mean, no one who's gonna who's gonna like use the social media of the Epic Game Store, other than like just matchmaking stuff, right? Like, th- I I don't get it. It seems like it doesn't seem like a boondoggle. I'm sure it'll make them whatever money they wanted to make them, but like, it seems stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I'll um, say that much. I like I hate it. So what? accompanies this news uh and one of the reasons they got the investment they got is the announcement that uh, epic game store um lost a lot of money which is actually excellent news because they didn't yeah. lose as <laughs> much as they thought they would oh no intentionally <laughs> spending into the red to do to build the brand mm. so they invested some uh what was it how much they they put into it they, yeah, they put $440 million into the into the Epic Game Store, and, and that includes the amount they paid out to devs for exclusive uh, content for the year long, you know, this game's only available here stuff. Sure. And they only lost uh, $330 million. Okay. So, like, you know, they, they knew going into it, they were outlaying a half billion dollars. Uh, that was just never coming back because it wasn't part of the profit model. It's not part of the business model. It's a loss leader to build the brand. And they got back a little bit, a little chunk of that, you know. And that money was already supposed to be gone. You know, I think they'll, they'll, you know, they'll take that uh, moving. You know forward. what I do when I find a little money I, I did, I thought I spent, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I buy myself a cup of coffee or like a, a burger. Get hundred hundred ten million dollars. You you know you just lots of burgers, baby. Yeah. That's mad money. Just spend that. He's like, go get all the gotcha currency you want. You earned it. So yeah, the uh, the epic. Uh, I'm trying to. Th- try, I tried to find ways to talk about this that don't involve using epic the way that they want you to use epic, which is like the way video game people used epic in 2014 um yeah no and please don't so their war with um apple and google is likely Mm -hmm. to continue um and be fine yeah and And, they might even win i don't know yeah that's i i don't know the, the legal stuff involved there it doesn't generally speaking you don't get to win against apple and google but you know they're one of these up-and-coming, you know, that they're trying to, to muscle their way into that kind of company. I mean, they sure have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's sort of how you start winning against Apple and Google. You amass a lot of money. Yep. I mean, yeah. 
uh, they don't own enough platform. Like Google and Apple have platforms and infrastructure that Epic just doesn't have. Like they have to go and you know and exist on Apple's phones or you know exist mm-hmm. in Google's you know uh, structure of the internet itself. Uh, Epic doesn't really have anything like that, so you know going to the mat with them still seems a bit weird, but. Um, they're not dead yet, and if Uber and uh, DoorDash and all those companies that have never ever turned a profit um, are able to you know, consider continue getting uh, VC money, uh, I don't they see will. any reason why Epic wouldn't be able to either. Well, except that Epic isn't trying to break a union. I don't. I'm not aware of any union that Epic's breaking. So well, just wait, just wait. I'm sure they're looking to break something. Maybe they'll like. Uh... You think they have their eyes set on, like, the Teamsters? <laughs> <laughs> Probably wouldn't work. No. Um, and the Teamsters are pretty conservative anymore. But, um, yeah, Epic. I mean, this is what's a bummer about, like, the news as it is right now is, like, basically the news you get is, like, the news you get is Epic uh, Game Store becoming richer. And that's like that's that's what you got to run with. And it, it's it's a drag. Oh, it's, um, in fairness, it's happier than every other bit of news we've had the past week do great um let's see uh you got um <laughs> dragon age oh yeah i read about this uh the dragon this is, age this 2 is, this is uh snyder cut fun little story it's really weird to call it the snyder cut because like it's not like there is a good version or even a complete version of dragon age 2 sitting out there on a on a hard drive somewhere like you're just they they just asked David Gator if you what he would do if he could remake the game, is what they did. Uh, you know, fair enough. I, I just I'd make the Snyder cut. Yeah, he says. Well, the thing is, the Snyder people like they 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 do clicks. They click and they yell and they scream. They they engage. So we're gonna be seeing the word Snyder cut, uh, place plastered places, but they probably shouldn't be for a good while after. Great. After this now. Nothing um, I like more than that, John. I got to tell you. I do like some of the stuff in this thread. Um, specifically, the funniest part of it, I'm not sure how familiar our your listen, our listeners are with Dragon Age 2. <laughs> That's I right. Assume, our listeners, John. I assume extremely uh, familiar. A lot of them are. Game. I'm not particularly familiar, but like people like you and Dia are quite familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think it, I think it varies, I would say, uh, there are probably a lot of people who are mad at me for not being familiar. Um, it was a game yeah. that came out at a weird time. Um, Game of Thrones hadn't really gotten, hadn't, wasn't really full in full swing yet. The, the show wasn't, but a song of ice and fire had already made its, its, uh, lasting impression on the fantasy world but a more so- like last impression <laughs> he's not finishing those books baby no he's not uh but it's not like there were so many competitive like uh, martin was kind of uh, part of this because he never finishes damn books but martin was kind of like a singular event in fantasy at least as far as the novels went like uh it, it probably infected the actual, like, sitting down and reading a novel genre more. But by the time, like, Dragon Age Origins is a game that is, gets all of its DNA from A Song of Ice and Fire. 
like it opens with like the the human male opening is literally um you know like some of that shit that happens to uh to Sean Bean's character um ah uh, yes where you know where you know his entire family gets slaughtered uh as part of backbiting by an, by an old family trying blah 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 you know it's, it's it, it is that whole thing everyone's always covered in blood and shit and everything is brown and Dragon Age Origins is just that game but there is also this like change in how that audience uh interacts with the work as Dragon Age 2 appears and you get like, like you can sort of have the pretentious tits and violence and gore fantasy and then in Dragon Age 2 it sort of like runs head on into the the sort of fantasy where you've got a level 99 guy called like Scythe Boys Love who is extremely <laughs> gay but also extremely violent and able to kill people um like I'm literally okay. just describing Fenris he's a, he's a character in in the uh in the in Dragon Age 2 and he is the gay And what you're telling me is option. he's gay and violent. Yeah, uh, yeah, he is a um he is a escaped slave who was tortured and given magical tattoos that give him superpowers that hurt him when he uses them. Okay. Um, he is just a straight-up uh, Bishonin character. Um, he he talks a lot like Batman, um, which is funny considering what he looks like because he's an elf. <laughs> <laughs> um that's yeah I mean that is yeah, yeah. That doesn't So you've got right. this this and you've got then you got the character Merrill who is this sort of very twee very of her time the Merrill fans are going to get mad at me for saying she's a manic pixie dream girl but she kind of is um <laughs> and she's also a terrific criminal like she, she's a a fuck up who craves power above everything else has no sense of responsibility um, gets a lot of her people killed, and uh, the ones who live throw her out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she's also, like, using the word squee. So you've got these two, like, influences uh, running straight what? into each other. And for the people who, uh, you know... I, I've been like this, too, so I feel comfortable saying it. I think a lot of the people who liked Dragon Age 2 liked it because it was something that they could take out of the game and take it to say the fan fiction area and make it better. Okay. Uh, so there were, there was stuff to save there. There was stuff where they could take what was maybe 70% of a worthwhile idea, head over to uh, AO3, or I guess at that time it would just literally be their blog. It'd be Tumblr or their blog spot. Um, you know, and put the 30% in that made it into something fulfilling or something that they could connect with. Uh, because the 30% the game had uh, was running around the same map 15 times. Literally the same map, because they, they had 18 months to make the game, and by the end they were copying and, like, stamp-tooling assets into the, into the environment. Um, Sounds really bad. It was not a good game. It has the, the inklings of a good combat en- engine, in there, in fact, I like its combat engine more than I like Dragon Age Inquisitions. And then on top of it is every every single bad decision and shortcut you could probably possibly make in a game. 
Mm. Um, like you walk into like there's there's a place called Dark Town and it's brightly lit. There's a place called okay, Dark Town bit. and it's brightly lit. No, that's um, a good bit. That's funny to me. But you walk at, like but Dark Town's like the place where you can get attacked because it's you know where the thieves are, okay. and they just sort of teleport in, like because there's there's no encounter design the encounter design is here are these trash mobs they're going to appear you're going to fight them in waves and then you're going to collect a bunch of trash and junk and leave to the next encounter mm-hmm. um and you know sounds awful by the time it gets they got to the dlc and the warden dlc which set up dragon age inquisition uh they figured it had it actually you know they actually had uh the correct attention to uh level design and layout they actually had the ability to set up um, dangerous and good-feeling combat encounters that interacted with the combat system. Uh, but that you're talking about the the final story DLC capping off like 35 hours of play at that point. That's extremely grim. Like, and, and you you can't go there first, and I don't think you'd want to anyway. Because if you do the, if why would you want to do the best part of the game and then go back to the rest of it? Um, well, I mean, you wouldn't, yeah. right? Like, you you would not go back to the rest of it. You would simply just play the good part of the game. But there was also stuff in the like. There was also stuff that was just badly written. Like the Andrew. What's what's really funny to me about this Gator thread is that he goes through all the stuff he really wanted to do, which really just boils down to stuff he w- wish he didn't have to cut. And then, like eleven tweets in, he's like, "Oh, we probably should have examined. Probably should have made it possible to uh, side eye Anders more." Anders is your party member. Um, it, it is not a, like, no matter what choices you make in the game, Anders is going to go insane and, like, drop a weapon of mass destruction of blood magic on the city you're in. Like, okay. he's going to go evil no matter what. And, like, your only choice is whether you pull out. It's funny, um, the main character of, the, of Dragon Age 2 uh, can be either a mage a rogue or a warrior and that means that they can be like they can have like one of five weapon loadouts really because you've either got the mage staff the rogue can either be a dual weapon wielder or a bow user and the warrior can have like a two-handed weapon or a sword and a uh, shield okay what that means though is especially given the amount of time that they had to make the game hawk can't kill people in cutscenes, right because they oh, have sure, to animate five different sets of animations. Right, and they don't have time to do that. So what they did was they gave him a cutscene knife. Whenever <laughs> a hawk has to kill someone in a cutscene, he pulls out his trusty cutscene knife, which is oh, like God. this like steak knife. That's so bad. It, 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 it's <laughs> actually a combat knife-looking thing, but it, it's like this small little like like five-inch oh. blade. It's balanced for throwing that really sucks. And whenever he has to kill someone, no matter if he's the berserker with the giant, uh, you know, gore maul, or the mage with the wizard hat and the stick, he's going to pull out the, the cutscene knife and he's going to do him in with it right in the ribs. <laughs> that's um, very I funny. think that's, that's my favorite part of it. Like, whenever, whenever Hawk has to sigh um, and draw a weapon, he draws his little dinky five inch knife and uh yeah you have to use it multiple times like there's multiple instances where you can off a party member with hawk's uh cutscene knife um if you fuck up badly enough um it sounds 
I don't know. It doesn't sound like a pleasant game. I'm going to tell it you. It has its defenders, off. but, you know. Who are they? Well, some of them listen to your show, I'm pretty sure. Oh, my God. Our show. Um, <laughs> but, you know, everything has its defenders. Um, so that doesn't necessarily. I've, I've recently been defending that video of Donald Trump where he, uh, where he hears that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Mm. That's been something that I've been telling people I uh, unironically enjoy. Well, same. Uh, that was yeah. It's the, the finest piece of um, political commentary I've ever seen in my life. No. Um, so yeah, no, I like that thread. I like to be reminded of of a bad game from the past that was different from the games that are bad now, or di- yeah. in different ways it was bad. No, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's just weird. It's just weird to sort of like. It, I guess what's weird to me is that there is this like, there's this pressure now to like, you know, produce a Snyder cut of of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, to be like, hey, well, you know, did you like? Um, God, I don't know. Did you like? Uh, uh, the, 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 I can't even think of a good game for this. Did you like? Uh, um, what is that? What is that game that came out? The oh goddamn. Um, let's see. Did you like Metroid One? Mm-hmm. Well, we're releasing the Snyder Cut of Metroid One now. Like it's just like the the, the very idea of like like something. Oh, did you but like this or did fans you not keep like this? trying like, to make Snyder cuts of of Nintendo games, and Nintendo keeps shutting them down? I mean, actually, not good. I, I like when I like fan stuff like yeah. that. So I take it back. But like. I just I don't get the premise of the Snyder cut from like oh, yeah. like disconnected from history. Yeah. If you want the Snyder cut because you want like a film where you're like, oh well, this this director took over midway through, and it's like you know like you know X Y Z happened or whatever. Yeah, fine. Like, like sure, that's a Snyder cut to me. Like I, I get what you're I get what you're saying here, and I'm with you. Like in terms of what you want, you know, may, maybe it won't happen. Maybe it will. Who knows? But like. The the idea of a Snyder cut where it's like, yeah, the, I there was a game that I didn't like well enough, and I bet there could be other stuff in it. Maybe we can get a Snyder cut out of it. It's really weird, well, like really strange. What what it it means, what it sig- signifies to me, signals to me, uh, beyond just you know people whose job it is to get clicks using the latest buzz sure. phrase that'll yeah, get yeah. clicks. Fair enough. Is that it points to a specifically stymied creative genius mm. uh, a vision. So if you wanted to say – it, 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 has, it has to be about a work that was made and then ruined. So like if you wanted to, to get a Snyder cut of a video game, I think the thing you'd get closest to in the video game arena would be Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, okay, that makes um, sense. Because you can't even go with fan- oh, Silent Hills, because Silent Hills was never made. Like, they never even right. did you anything on it. Can't do Snake's Revenge, because that wasn't even ever... Like, that was just like, uh, well, we can't get this guy to do the sequel on Nintendo. Yeah. Let's just do our own. So, um, you know, there was yeah. that entire third act that got cut, that if you bought the special edition or whatever, they had the DVD that had all the concept art and the features and the mostly finished uh, world models. I think the cutscenes were like were mostly rendered, mostly textured, not voice acted, um, not animated, not facially animated. That's the way you want to experience it. Um, you know, because because he released like two thirds of the game. Uh, it was easily his. The, uh, uh, now what he does, he doesn't have a Whedon to blame. 
like the the all the the, the shitty stuff with quiet and the rape at the end and mm-hmm. the incredibly I, I honestly i thought i think he's a pedestrian director at best but the incredibly tedious opening uh in the hospital where, where he tries to do horror and he just sort of salivates over gore for maybe yeah. about 45 minutes longer than he needed to uh you know he's he's a guy with a big budget um who isn't actually a director who who has a lot of great skills and he puts a lot of great skills on display in that game as a game designer as the lead of a game design team that is like that is his best game as a game um Mm -hmm. it is also his most embarrassing uh work as what he wants to be which is a film director and show that he's a dilettante and he's he's not a serious uh force in that field um so he doesn't have a joss whedon to blame uh the way that snyder does uh but (laughs) You know, Metal Gear Solid was really well received when it came out. So, you know, why would he want one? Um, right. You know, it's just that that, that feeling of what could Good have point. been if the suits got out of the way. And the Konami suits are even easier to hate than the WB suits. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because they're just like, they're, you know, you can just picture them counting their pachinko money. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess they're not, if you, once you get into the racism stuff, I'm, I'm sure there's racism over there in that, but it never comes out the way that... uh. Ray Fisher put it all out there with uh, with WB and and Justice League. That was so uh, bad. yeah, it was. But like you know, the, there's those stories about um, how Konami employees don't have uh, permanent email addresses, so that the company can more easily control, uh, you know, who they're saying, uh, you know, how how people from the outside, like reporters, are able to get in contact with them. You know, cool. people getting reassigned to different divisions of the company, like the Pachinko Machine Factory, or like you know being sent to work as a receptionist at the Konami Gym. You know, there are all those stories. Um, so yeah, I I think we'll be hearing more of this Snyder Cut nonsense, uh, but I think it'll go away eventually because eventually people stop thinking about Zack Snyder. Not soon because Zack Snyder has another movie coming out. Um, but what's his next movie? Uh, Army of the Dead. Uh, it's, oh. it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Heist. I saw people. I mean, about so a zombie heist movie. Yeah, it's like it's oh, like Dead Rising. Right. Uh, remember that Dead Rising the Vague, as we talked about earlier. It's basically Dead Rising the movie. Uh, it's about a okay. bunch of um, like you know how usually in zombie fiction uh, the the zombies are so you know set dressing mannequins because. The real conflicts are being played between the people and how and their own reasons for, um, you know why why they're going to die at the hands yeah. of of these unthinking creatures. Uh, Snyder doesn't really do uh, he, even back with uh, Dawn of the Dead because this is not his first zombie movie. Um, even back then, he was working with fast zombies. Zack Snyder loves like orcs, orcs and trolls. Um, the guy, you know, every, in, in Justice League, he had orcs with wings and, you know, in Batman vs Superman, Doomsday was just a Lord of the Rings troll. Um, hmm. the guy, the guy always, you know, loves working with those guys, those kinds of, uh, you know, gross, muscular, but fast and precise and skilled, uh, uh, Action enemies, and so when the the zombie when the when our heroes who all like uh, Tignataro is is on the is one of the uh, 
What? Yeah, she's Tignataro. She is really one of the uh, one of the heist members. She replaced um, Chris Delia or whatever the hell that guy's name was who got me too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Ooh, that guy needed to be replaced. That's you know, correct. Um, but she's on like the yeah like this is Dave Bautista's first big leading role as far as I've seen. Like he's usually playing, you know, the guy who gets owned, um, like in the James Bond movies. Uh, or in the beginning of Blade Runner twenty forty nine, he usually he doesn't get to play the lead all that often, um, and he you know he gets a chance here, and I I hope he makes the best of it. I hope it's a, it's good, you know. If only you know putting Snyder aside, I am a fan of Snyder's DC work, uh, but you know I you know, I don't carry a cross for the man, but I I do hope the movie's successful, just for Bautista's sake. Um, but yeah, look, because as we all know, if there's one thing you absolutely care about, it's which wrestlers become movie stars. Yes, I mean we just need to tear the Rock down. The Rock needs to get out of there before he becomes the president. I heard that he and Vin Diesel are actually friends, and it's like a family. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's there's psycho shit going on on that. Like the, the, Vin Diesel has like a shrine to him and Paul Walker. Cool, but he calls it the Dom Shrine. Now, he means Dominic Toretto, but yeah. he calls it the Dom Shrine. Well, yeah, he doesn't mean, like, he doesn't mean the the Dom and Sub Shrine. Are, are you sure, though? Like, that dude's yeah, also really into the... D&D. Like, there are, there are ley lines crossing here, and, like, really into D&D, you know, has a... Dom Shrine, you know, I would not be surprised. Uh, you're just getting, you're just, uh, I don't think so. I think, I think he just, uh, he just loves, he just loves being in, um, just loves like the idea of uh, his buddy, Paul Walker, being back alive. Sure. All right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, yeah, it's weird. That's a, that's a strange franchise in and of itself. Yeah. Although, uh, next movie looks exciting. So he I'll said that when John Cena, came to visit him at the Dom. Shrine. Oh yeah. yeah. I saw this. <laughs> he knew. He knew his soul. That Paul Walker had sent him. Yeah, his soul was with the family. I don't know, man. The the family in those movies that family seems cheap as fuck. Like that that seems like the the way they talk about family sounds like my manager at a job giving me a talk about how the company's family before asking me to go clean the bathroom. But they're all like married to each other and stuff, yeah. so it's a little different than that. I forgot that you married your uh, uh, your supervisor, yeah. though. Yeah, of course. It's pretty rough. And uh, what else we got here? Oh, um, closing it out on a annoying note. CD Projekt Red reported record profits. Um, really? Yep. Wow, that's surprising. I mean, I, I I know I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm. I'm a little shocked by that. I thought this was like I thought this was going to bite them. It not only beat Witcher 3, it you know, lapped it several times over. Now, the question is what's going to happen in the next game? Yeah. Cuz they don't have like and I know this is this is naive and I've been proven wrong time and again when I say stuff like this. I get it. Like my my record is not pristine. But I do think it's a little strange that we're not like thinking about how much the um, you know the lack of a pedigree is going to do to this company because like they had Witcher three which like everyone was like well I loved that game how could it be bad they even said that in the in the interview like well we're the team who did Witcher three we can't we could do no wrong 
and then they did. Like, I think I, I feel like this is a situation where maybe losing that pedigree is going to matter. I don't think so. Um, the thing is, they did the whole refund thing, and like no one refunded it. Like uh, clearly, it Weird. didn't hurt the sales. Like. You know, you look at the sales, it sold two and a half times what the Witcher, what Witcher 3 sold. Now, Witcher 3 had an amazing tale. Like, Witcher 3 was still selling gangbusters uh, on Steam. was, you know, the, the most popular game bought on Steam when the Netflix series came out. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Cyberpunk was, like, just good enough. Like, it's still, they're still supporting the game. They're not leaving it behind. And I think they're going to weather the storm. Mainly because, like, after the first couple days, it became clear that the big problems were only really uh, with the the PS4 and uh, Xbox One version of the games. And with the design of the game itself. The game itself is an uninspired uh, open-world um, RPG shooter that uh, has very little soul um, and, very, you know, outside of Keanu Reeves carrying it on his back uh, the entire time, basically, uh, has very little to recommend to it in terms of, uh, you know, if you're looking for a cyberpunk experience in terms of the genre itself. Uh, sure. But it's still a sumptuous experience. It's still an amazing marvel of, hey, we put this world together. Um, I think... They're going to put out that DLC and it's going to sell well. Um, but like, so, so what I'm saying is not that like, are they are they done as a company? Because obviously they're not, right? But what I'm saying is like, how do they? How are they different than like, a, like an Ubisoft at this point? Like, you know, like people. Uh, I, I bet they love to be an Ubisoft. Well, yeah, sure, but like, what I'm saying is, okay, yeah, you're right. I guess like what I'm saying is, I doubt. I don't think the 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 mystique is ever going to come back to CD Projekt Red. Mm-hmm. Not that it matters. Not that it, not that anyone cares about that except like weirdos like me who are saying things like the mystique. But like, like you know, I I just I can't see. I can't see the 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 company producing. Um, hmm. I can't see the company like producing stuff that like matters the same way, mm-hmm. right? Or like, you know, speaks to people like I don't know, whatever, like um like The Witcher 3. Like I think it's just going to be forgettable garbage, like like Far Cry 5 or whatever. Yep. I mean, they had a chance they had a chance to become the next rock star. They fucked it up. Mm-hmm. They fucked it up badly. They fucked it up possibly permanently. I'm not you're right. They I don't think they're ever getting another build for a product like they did for cyberpunk 2077 i also right, right, think right. that's what i mean like like the the idea of like that kind of breathless anticipation i think is gone but you're right that like they don't probably care they probably don't the, want the it profits there. they don't you, yeah. you don't want that like from a human perspective from like you know obviously the money the money is the money and in, under capitalism you know you have to uh you know force your eyes to die and you know stare into the the uh into the stacks of paper but no one involved with that game who was quoted in, like, the post-mortem stuff that they did uh, right when the CEO was, like, going on calls and apologizing directly and by <laughs> name and falling on his sword over and over. 
no one sounded like they had any you know, any intention of being anywhere near a project like this ever again. Like it was like right. they made remade the game like twice, um, and the game they released like when they were making what Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven eventually became. Their bosses were going out there and promising more shit. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's like it's the it's the uh, it's the Metal Gear multiplayer thing, just like uh, times one million. Yeah. And you know, I, I I don't think that it's healthy for a game to have a build like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven did. I think they love to make the money that comes with it, but I don't think even they like th- that. That was a six year dev cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I think they'd be happy to take maybe two thirds that amount of money and do it like a normal company in you know four to five years uh, without the world-ending hype that you know that accompanied the last nine to twelve months of that game's uh, marketing campaign. Yeah, I mean you're probably right. Like uh, if nothing else, right? The the what you get if you do it that way is you get the chance to make a ton of different games that you know no one really cares about as much but uh, could all equally make a lot of money. Yeah. Like there's no way the current version of CD Project Red can make, you know, a Rainbow Six, right? But there certainly is a way the current CD Project uh, you know the current Ubisoft can. And so like you just think like well what what would have to happen and what has to happen is you just like you diversify and make less good stuff but more of it. Uh, that's sort of what a studio from the same part of the world that's followed quite a different path. Uh, IO Interactive um, mm. is they do, this is another news thing they announced I believe today that they're setting up a third studio. Uh, obviously, they've got... Um, the, the Hitman 3 team is continuing to support... Uh, do live support for Hitman 3 in the DLC. And then they've mm-hmm. got... They got the Bond license. So they've got a team working on the 007 game. But apparently, they're putting together a third team. That, you know, Hitman... You know... Well, how well does that line up? Hitman 20s. Hmm... So over the course of C- Cyberpunk 2077's dev cycle, IO Interactive put out three Hitman games. Okay. And they were beloved Game of the Year type games. They made them a huge amount of money. They kept the IP, even though they switched publishers like for each title, I believe. Uh, and at the end of it, they got the James Bond license. For their next project. Yeah. And they had made enough money that they can start a third studio or a third team inside their studio. Uh, ex- uh, but that's a large expansion for a AAA project. Um, you know, based with triple in size based off of what these three games did. And they and Hitman was a beloved ser- – the new Hitman games were beloved. They were anticipated, but they never had any sort of uh, juice behind them. Mainstream juice, pop culture juice, no Keanu Reeves, nothing like what Cyberpunk had. I think Correct. if you're asking the devs and not the investors which model you want to go with moving forward, like which one you prefer to work at, which one you think is sustainable, <laughs> which one you think is just a better yeah. way to be about your business in this in this industry, they're going to go with IO Interactives. Um, and they would yes, be right. They would. I mean, that 
that's just yeah that's 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 self-preservation at that point too like you're you know working in video games is never going to be good well maybe someday it will but but currently it's not going to be good you know labor practice or whatever you're never gonna you're never gonna enter a moment where unless you're in like one of the collectives like um the ones our friends uh from night in the night, night in the woods created um like there are versions of those that are like you, you maybe you have like a nice a nice working oh, environment. Or the French there. communists like, who made, I believe, dead cells. Oh, yeah, yeah, the 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 syndicalists who made who made dead cells. Yeah, the like so like there are those. But look, like games working in games sucks mm-hmm. at this point. It's just it's a it's a shitty place to work. And like you know that notwithstanding, if the if the question is like you know do we do we like um, do we like selling uh and working on one game forever that we're going to be abused about because it's not as perfect as the the devs who sold it said it is um i expect at that point they will say you know what i'd much rather have a a hitman kind of thing where you know no one's going to freak out if it isn't changing their lives mm-hmm. um at least that the the uh, the uh, the long tail of that is you know people liked my game and they're not yelling at me about it because it like I lied to them or something like that. Yeah. And like, obviously it's a, it's a hard comparison because Hitman has existed under Aya's shepherding since 2019, since 1999, I believe is when uh, Codename 47 came out. But even so, those three games are going to have a much longer lasting impact on the people who played them than Cyberpunk is. Correct. And I think, like, maybe that's the thing to say. Like, if you want to think about cyberpunk as a failure, you think about it as a failure basically to produce a game that is, like, meaningful on the level everyone expected it to be, right? So, like, I I think, like, the question is, if you're responsible for making a game that's supposed to change people's lives, do you really want to – do you really want that on, on on, like, your plate? Like, do you want to be the person who's like, yeah, I'm the guy who makes stuff that people um, – it, it changes them forever. Be forewarned, like, uh, if you go around saying that you'd like to be the person who changes people's lives with games, that puts you in the same company as uh, Peter Molyneux and David Cage. <laughs> yes, it does. And, in fact, you are opening yourself up to the same criticisms they have with their games, which, if they were just put out, would just be like, you know – largely ordinary uninteresting mm-hmm. whatever um, molly knew was doing they some aren't... interesting stuff cage not so much okay um well so like but like but none, but... none of them are transcendent no. none of like none of molly stuff is going to change molly was just a liar whole... he was a fraudster like you should have been able well, to yeah, take that man whole... to court for the things he promised but the whole point of yeah true but the whole point of all of that is like this will change yeah. your life and i think like unless you are one of those like sort of charlatans you don't want to be someone who is like who asked to pro- who was in the position of promising to change someone's life? You don't want to do that, because like unless you're an auteur and you want to like you know that's like your whole deal. You're like I'm gonna I'm gonna be a great director. If you're just working in a studio and you're just like trying to to work in games because you like it, you don't want to be the guy changing people's lives. Like well, why would you? Yeah, it's always something that if it happens, if it's if it happens and it's something worth bragging about, it hap- you, you know you only find out after the fact. You never went in talking Correct. about it. Um. Yeah, that uh, that is the news. Yeah, it's not not uplifting this time. Sorry. 
Um, John, are you playing anything interesting? Uh, I've been t- trying this uh, Dorf Romantic game on Steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an early access. It's a. It's uh, it's sort of like a. You know how I described Loop Hero as a board game? This yes. is sort of even farther into the board game side of things. Uh, it's assen- It's not. An, it's essentially an idle game. Um, basically, you're creating a village, and you're you're just handed a stack of tiles, and you know there are six sided tiles, that, and they're all they're like randomly generated. So some have a railroad running through them, some have forests, some have uh, wheat fields, some have village have houses to form villages with. And of course, most of them have a number of these aspects, and the idea is to put them down in groups, make a big village, make a big wheat field, uh, make a big river, make a big uh, railroad line, um, and the, the larger you make those things, um, within certain parameters, like uh, some of the tiles you put down will have a number attached to them, and what that is asking for, say you get a you get a, a grain tile with number twelve over it. What it wants you to do is it wants you to attach no more and no less than twelve uh, grain pieces to that tile. Now a tile like a tile can hold three grain pieces on it, like three uh little splotches of grain. Like, you can hold a lot more trees. You can hold a couple more houses. Um, so the numbers there vary a bit. But and – you, and you can pick it up. It's very easy to see on, like, on the, uh, on the, on the pieces. Hey, there are, are three distinct fields on this grain piece. This must be three for the purposes of counting towards this goal. Um, and it's just you know it's it's a it's a it's a solitaire game that you sit down and I I sit down and I play it when I'm listening to podcasts, um, you know and you just you try to get your score as high as possible, um, and then you reset it, and it's just this great calming relaxing um, solo right. experience. And then I also picked up Stellaris Stellaris again, uh, and I'm oh okay. To, how are you enjoying I'm that? I'm trying to teach myself how to uh, play it. Uh, I had to do the the thing that I have to do, and I assume many people have to do whenever they come back to it, which is uh, the first run is two hours long, and it ends when uh, your next-door neighbor rolls up on you and beats the shit out of you because you forgot to properly uh, build up your your fleet because you <laughs> forgot the entire way that game moves and flows through the different stages of the game. So I like thinking about wasting two hours. I like thinking about your. Um... I like thinking about your uh, um, actual neighbor rolling oh, yeah. up on you and beating the shit yep. out of you, and that's how the game of Stellaris ended because you had to go to the hospital. Absolutely, um, doing it more and more during COVID. <laughs> um, cool. No, that sounds good. Um, I have been. I. I. I'm not far into it, uh, but I have started picking up. Um, the uh the new monster hunter mm-hmm. game i'm i'm a little uh, rise uh not new new anymore but still not super old probably a couple weeks old at this point um yeah i've started rise it seems fun it's surprising to see uh graphics that good on the uh switch um not that the graphics are bad on the switch but usually they're um creatively handled <laughs> let's say uh to sort of like make it so that you are you know you're not like like the graphics in uh um Breath of the Wild are beautiful but they're not like good they're not like 
Yeah, they're not blown. They're not blown. They're not like uh, stretching the boundaries of like what the processing chip yeah. can do. They look great and they're stylistically wonderful, and and I don't want it to look any different. But that doesn't mean they're like brilliant, right? Um, on the other hand, like the the graphics in Monster Hunter Rise so far are like legitimately just like fairly standardly good graphics what you'd expect on like a decent pc so that's kind of cool and uh so far so good i mean it's a monster hunter game um and uh, those are always fun um and then otherwise just like you know playing loop hero when i'm tired want to relax um no what else uh not a lot but i i i um for anyone who who doesn't follow me on twitter uh good for you uh but uh otherwise um I finished my book yes. draft this week. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, and uh, as a result, I am getting back into playing games. So I'm, I'm looking to looking forward to um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to enjoying the experience of like streaming again and like just doing it because it's fun stuff like that. Um, so there's a lot of games that I want to get into. I think um, you know. Thinking about Resident Evil Village uh, and thinking that, like, I could probably play that when it comes out is a good feeling. So, yeah, hopefully more recent games kind of kind of not listen like Gotcha always has is going to have its hooks in me. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to tell you any lies and say that I'm I'm getting tired of Gotcha, but I am getting tired of only playing Gotcha games because it's all my terrible, terrible attention span can manage. Um, And now that I am not writing as much, I feel like I can do more. So. Here's hoping, um, but yeah, uh, maybe maybe I'll even start Hades at some Ooh, point. That and I then then everyone can yell at me for not playing Hades. Yeah, I I I know you've done your I have part. Done my part. I uh, will be interested to hear how um, you bumble through the romances because those are the one thing that I've never really seen in that game. Oh really? You don't you don't do but that? But it's the, I had a play I had a save file from the uh, from like the first build in early access. Oh, um, so I'd I'd have to like I, yeah, and that's the the file I played. So my experience of the romances was ooh, you already had tripped all of the flags for Meg, and now you are you know you're with Meg. Pure you know that's just mm. how it is. Um, so I, I never really got a choice. I never got to see the Thanatos stuff or any of the other ones. Um, oh, that's interesting. That's kind of how um, you know that, that happened with me. And this is an interesting topic, probably for for another show, either with you or Liv or uh, etc. Um, I that happened with me with um, uh, uh, Stardew Valley. I put like you know a hundred, two hundred hours into Stardew Valley, and then like I don't know, I I dropped it, and long after I had dropped it, they were like, hey, like there's all sorts of other stuff. There's multiplayer and like so many more relationships and you can marry anyone you want. And I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to go back and do that, but good for you. Um, but no, I, I hope you get into Hades. It's uh, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. No, it's sit, sitting there on my desktop. I'm looking looking forward to it. Um, so, yeah, no, uh, hopefully more more interesting answers to this in the future. But uh, Rise is good. It's good so far. I'd say that's worth your time. Um if you like monster hunter games, I mean, it's very like. I feel like at this point they're a known quantity. Yeah. Like if you if you're going into it and you're just like, okay, so like, what's this? What's this game like? Am I going to enjoy it? That's probably uh, do like watch a video on it and see if you want to like you know kill noble animals for a while. Um, if you don't, you're the not gonna like. Troll style is an acquired taste. Yeah, yeah, and once you acquire it, it's it's one of those funny things where you are doing. You're sort of like. 
fighting with it enough that at a certain point, the question of whether you like the control style or whether you are uh, doing Stockholm syndrome mm-hmm. to yourself is uh, is very reasonable. Because like you can say like it it really encourages a certain kind of skill. Like you really have to think through it. Like all that stuff. Well, I'm, you could also say so, like that's just because you broke your brain trying to figure yeah, it's it like, out. It's a legacy control system from like back before third person character action games had lock on buttons, and they've yeah, uh, right. they've stuck true to their. To what to to the control scheme they have and and the formula they I have. I mean, it's challenging. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Um, I will say um, that uh, I've I've bounced off of the Monster Hunters a couple times. Yeah, that's reasonable. I didn't play much of uh, World, even though I, I quite admired it. Uh, I didn't play a lot of it, so I get where you're coming from. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, and. Uh, yeah, well, uh, thanks for being here, John. Appreciate it. Uh, where can people read your work? Uh, I hear there is a website. Yeah, I'm at goonhammer.com. I've been a bit um, – we haven't had as many articles up recently from me because of uh, life stuff and work stuff and um, various other things. But I'm getting back on that horse. Uh, well, and there should be a Dorf Romantic um, article up at some point in the next couple of days. Um, nice. Probably on the shorter side, but a, a larger – expounding on what I just said a couple minutes ago. Uh, and then other than that, I'm on Twitter yelling about baseball uh, at John Bernhardt. It's the season. It's time to follow yeah. John. Yeah, it's baseball. How's uh, how's your baseball experience going this um, year, John? Are you enjoying yourself? Yeah, the Angels have been pretty good. <laughs> are you an Angels no. fan now? Uh, well, I, yes. I mean, the Angels are the team I'm watching because they've got a couple ex-Orioles pitchers and they've got Mike Trout. Uh, Who are the ex-Orioles uh, pitchers Dylan on the Bundy Angels? Dylan Bundy and Alex Cobb. Oh, God, I forgot that Dylan mm-hmm. Bundy was on the Angels. I also forgot that Alex Cobb was an Oriole. Yeah, I mean, they only came up for about 20 innings there. Mm-hmm. I, it was more than that, but it felt like that guy's always hurt. So, Yeah, I feel bad about him. He was great when he's that, – that season with the Rays when yep. he wasn't hurt. Oh, man, he was so good. Um, yeah, no, I, I – uh, I think watching the Angels is a good idea, and not watching the Orioles is also a good That's idea. That's true. I don't want you harming yourself. No, I'm used to it. By now. Um, <laughs> well, the Phillies clobbered the Cardinals tonight, so I can I can talk big. Um, all right. Well, uh, that's about it. I think yeah. that's it. Yeah. That's all right. Well, I will see you uh, next time, yeah. John. Thanks for Thank being you here. Thank you for having me. Good night, everybody. Good night.